everybody, I'm Zach. And I'm Jesse. And you're watching In Depth on Now You Know. Sponsored this week by A Better Route Planner. Software in your EV that gets you from charger to charger and where you need to go, including waypoints, and now you can run it in your Tesla on the screen. All right, Jesse, mm -hmm. let's build a wall. What? Yeah, I'm serious. Gotta build a wall. What are you talking about? Climate crisis. You wanna solve it? It's gonna take some walls. Walls? Wait, okay, wait, I don't, I don't think I know what you're talking about here. Well, the Center for Climate Integrity has just released a new study with details of what it will take to defend America's coastal cities. Coastal from what? From flooding. Oh, you're talking about seawalls. Yeah, seawalls. Okay, but I mean, I mean, we haven't talked much about this before. I didn't know much about this before. Mm -hmm. I, I was just thinking like, I don't know, I guess I was just focusing so much on trying to solve the problem that I wasn't thinking of what's actually coming towards us, which is sea level rise. Okay, and so what does, what are we, what are we looking at here then? Well, here's the scary part, right? Mm -hmm. So the Center for Climate Integrity has this website that you can go to where you can see how much it'll cost your city to prepare for flooding in the next 20 years, not 100 years, 20 years. Okay. And what they've come up with is that $400 billion is the cost of constructing bare minimum coastal defenses. Uh, bare minimum $400 billion? Yeah. Minimum yeah. $400 billion with a B. Yeah, get this. Florida alone will need 9,000 miles of seawall. In the U.S., more than 132 counties will have to spend at least a billion dollars each. Not states, counties. counties. More than a billion dollars. Just in our state alone, there's like 13 counties or something. So I'm just trying to picture what like a total county's budget is. Like well, total, including, you know, everything. Well, I mean, if you take our state, Massachusetts, pretty normal sized state, mm -hmm. right? $42 billion budget. And that's for the whole state. That's for, you know, 13 million people. Right. But picture now your county, your your little county there in the mm -hmm. United States. And uh, if all of a sudden you were like, okay, well, you got to come up with a billion dollars for something. Okay. The first thing you'd have to do is what? You'd have to cut spending like crazy. You'd have to cut, you know, school spending, police, fire, what roads. I don't think that would be enough. I mean, because you, you can't cut. I mean, everything is usually at a minimum. Well, and that's true. This study actually found that some communities won't be saved in the flood because the walls and the defense will cost too much. Now, what you can do is you can go to climatecost2040.org and you can type in a city to see what it would cost your city or your county to prepare for the flood. So, I don't know, let's just do that. Here's Boston, Massachusetts, and uh, by 2040, we'd have to come up with uh, $266 million for 39 miles of seawall. And that's just the bare minimum. And that's just the bare minimum. And that's just, just Boston. Right. So that's not the rest of the coast of Massachusetts. Massachusetts, of course, has the Cape, and the Cape would cost a lot more yeah. than Boston. Boston is just the seventh worst hit. There mm -hmm. are six other worst counties in Massachusetts. And so, yeah, you're starting to get an idea of how much it's going to cost to prepare for the oncoming flood. Okay, so you're telling me, basically, that in order to save these places which is basically the entire coast of the United States, we would have to spend $400 billion at a minimum right. in order to defend it. Right. And that's a, a lot of money. I mean, that's about as much money as we spend in a year on the military. Right. That's crazy. Yeah. I mean, we would have to, I mean, it would basically be like, okay, 
We're selling all of our tanks. We're selling all of our helicopters. All you guys, you can all go home. Start working on the coastal defense instead right. of, uh, you know, other defense. Exactly. Wow. Yeah, no, I can see that you're overwhelmed. And I think that's the biggest impediment to climate change that we humans have because we want to be positive, right? We want to wake up and say, I'm going to do something today that's going to make a difference, right? And when you hear this, you're like, how, what do you want me to do? I just want to go take a nap. I want to yeah. go get my mind off of it because there's nothing. I just don't feel like I can accomplish anything with this knowledge buzzing around my head. Right. I mean, because climate crisis is so big. We're just talking about the United States, but global climate crisis is even bigger, right? It's so big that you can't wrap your head around it. And you think to yourself, how can I do something today that's going to make a difference? And if you don't feel that you can make a difference today, then why would you feel like you can make a difference tomorrow? Right. I mean, like, you know, when I put a bottle in the recycling bin, it, it feel good until I realized that it, it might not even end up, you know, being recycled. It might just end up in a landfill. Right. And and even if it does get recycled, will it really stop our planet from heating up and, you know, preventing seas from rising or anything like that? I mean, deep down, you kind of know that it doesn't make that much difference, that bottle. But what are some big steps that you can take? Well, I mean, driving an electric car is one. Yeah, it means that thousands of gallons of gasoline will not be pumped into your car for the years that you drive it, right? No CO2 will come out of your tailpipe because you won't have one. There'll be no air pollution created by your car. Or you could put solar panels on your roof. Yeah, that's a great step. And I mean, if you can't put solar panels on your roof, if you don't own wherever you're living and or you don't live in a place that's perfect for solar or a million other reasons, you can pay for community solar or you can pay for community wind. So, I mean, I get my electricity from a supplier that is 99% wind and 1% solar. Exactly. So your electricity will not come from coal. It will be clean electricity. But these steps are big steps. They require planning, education, saving money, preparations, commitment, and buy-in. I mean, buy-in is a big one, right? Mm -hmm. Even if you want to do it, you have to make sure that everyone else who's affected by your decision, your family members, your friends, whatever, uh, will go along with you, mm -hmm. right? So what happens? So, I mean, it gets put off. Excuses get made. Oh, we just don't have enough time to talk about that right now. Oh, I don't know if we can, we're going to be able to afford that. Let's not talk about it. Let's just enjoy our evening. Blah, blah, yada, yada, yada. Exactly. Um, but here's an idea. Let's say you drive a car. Then you're going to need a new car at some point, right? I mean, your existing car will wear out eventually. So even if it's going to be two years from now or four or six, you could decide to commit to a battery-powered electric car as your next car, which is a big step. It means that you will start saving, start researching and planning for owning an EV. Or solar panels. That's Again, a huge step. Are there trees to take down around my house? Is is my roof pointing in the right way? Like, what does it cost? But you know what? You can commit to finding out. And if the answers don't work out for you, if your roof is not facing the right direction or whatever, you can do community solar. So even if the roof is going to be too expensive or whatever, you can say, I'm going to buy my electricity from a supplier that makes it renewably. And that's when the magic happens, when you take this first step, because then every day when you wake up, you know that it has started with you. You are the change, you are making a difference. Just by you driving down the street or turning on your light has now made a difference. And what would have been a drop of fossil fuels burned is a drop that has not been burned. And that drop multiplies throughout the day, the days, the weeks, the months, 
the years, until its drops measured in liters and gallons and barrels and tons. And then the change did start with you. Then you share that message like we're doing here. Just by going through your day and talking to people, you are living proof that each of us can change our behavior. We can be the change because we humans learn by experiencing the world around us. And if the people that we meet are driving EVs and putting solar panels on their roofs, then we will too because it will become the new normal. And when we are all driving EVs and powering our homes with solar panels, we will be demanding that every truck and every bus is electric and every government and commercial building is solar powered too. And when that day comes, we will be much further on our way to reducing the climate crisis. And, and this is a point that I think that lots of people miss. They say, oh, it needs to come from policy. Policy is the biggest driver of climate crisis. And it's true. But how are you going to impact policy. We saw it in Tesla Time News this week where uh, a lawmaker in Wisconsin, because he was so into just working on Teslas, actually influenced the policy in his state. It's hard to convince people to change policy when everyone's doing the same thing, when we're all driving gas-powered cars, right. um, when we're all uh, turning on our lights from coal-powered sources. Once you're like, yeah, I talk the talk because I walk the walk. You know, I drive an electric car, I get my, my electricity cleanly, you can't touch me. You can't say, oh, but you blah, 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 blah. Because that's all people want to do. They want to go, eh, blah, 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 blah. you do the, you know, you still drive a gas-powered car. No, I don't. You get your electricity from fossil fuels. No, I don't. Can't touch me. And why don't you listen to what I say? Because I'm living, I'm living proof that it works. Taking this first step is empowering. As any of our viewers who have made this step can tell you, it leads to more steps and it feels great. It makes you feel more in control of what's going on in the world. It's truly empowering. Go make that first step. Be the change. It starts with you. Thank you so much for watching this video. We hope that you enjoyed it. And you know, you may have already taken these first steps. Okay, that you might be like, Zach and Jesse, I have done these things. I am driving an electric car. I have solar panel on my roof or I'm getting my electricity cleanly or I live in a place where I get electricity cleanly. And I feel like I've come to the end. I'm at the end of the precipice looking over the cliff and I feel like I've, I can't do any more. To that, I would say, please share this video, okay? Because there are a lot of people who are close. They're close to taking that first step, but they're scared. They, they're not ready to do it. And something like this, I hope, will get them over the edge. So thank you so much for watching this video and please share it with everyone. Now, now you know. know.